This is Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you overcome perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson. I'm a life coach in Portland, Oregon, and I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams. I'm a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we are talking about the thrill of done. It's snowing in St. Louis. No, it's not. Really? Yeah, it is. (laughs) I swear last week you were complaining about it being really hot. (laughs) That's St. Louis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we went from summer to winter this year. Um, So yeah, it's snowing. It's been snowing. You know, it's not. It's snowing most of the day, but it's not that much, like an inch or two. Is it really sticking? Well, wait. You have an inch or two. Well, I'm looking at my neighbor's, well, it's getting dark, so I can't really tell, but I'm looking at my neighbor's garage roof, and it's white, and it's not usually white, but I don't know. Uh, But I drove today, and it wasn't any problem. Somehow, I feel like (laughs) I should know this. (laughs) Why aren't you paying attention to my weather, Shannon? (laughs) Usually, I do. I have St. Louis on my weather apps. I I I have Portland on mine for you, yes. (laughs) <laughs> I did, I feel really shocked that it's that it's snowing. <laughs> yeah, I came home and changed clothes and and, and, and bundled up in my um, bathrobe. I'm very o- cozy. Over your clothes? Well, no, I I put my pajamas on too. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> somehow I didn't want to reveal that. I guess. <laughs> But it's just really funny. I have a friend who does put her bathrobe on over her clothes, like when she gets home. Mm-hmm. I've been known cold, to do that. Mm-hmm. Puts her bathrobe on. It's like putting it's on a cozy coat. I I know. It's something that never occurs to me. <laughs> Although it should, because now I have a super cozy bathrobe. Oh. I'll try it. Although it's better to be in my pajamas, because then I can. it's easy, easier to go to bed when it's bedtime. <laughs> Planning ahead. That's organizing. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> Although I, I do have to admit that I it's taken me quite some time, but I have embraced the wearing of leggings as pants. Uh-huh. And, um, and so I just feel like I'm in my pajamas all day long when yeah, I wear leggings. That's a nice thing. Yeah. So. I enjoy them, too. I usually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh well um i hope it doesn't snow so much as to cause problems thank you i hate driving in snow so i appreciate those wishes yeah yeah well so thrill of done done yay i love checking things <laughs> off my list i mean i, I really believe really in the thrill of done yeah yeah and that, that's your favorite part checking it off the list i'm feeling the thrill does it do you feel the thrill first or is the checking it off the list the thrill i feel the thrill first or yeah i think so yeah absolutely i love done yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) why is that making you laugh because it just sounded so stupid (laughs) i love done (laughs) 
<laughs> it's well, I, I, but I think it's not stupid because I think a lot of people struggle with it. Well, it would have sounded better for me to have said, "I love finishing things." For no, example. we're talking about done. Okay, love we, done. You know, we named our podcast "Getting to Good Enough," mm-hmm. which um, makes yeah. us say really ungrammatical things not just that sentence but <laughs> other ones say <laughs> <Right. laughs> so, you know do something good enough <laughs> yeah that's true it's if i'm gonna get hung up on grammar i'm in the wrong podcast <laughs> right <laughs> we're, we're practicing good enough grammar here right right how about you how do you feel about the thrill of done i also love it i love done Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say that I struggle to sort of purposefully recognize it. If it's not something that, you know, I have on my list that I get to check off or it's a really identifiable, identifiable sort of discrete task, um, then I do sort of struggle with feeling like something is done when the whole big project isn't done. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem when you have a lot of big projects. <laughs> right, you never and get you, the thrill. Yeah, you never get the thrill, and you spend a lot of time feeling like you're never going to finish, and everything is sort of a, um, what's the the boulder up the mountain Sisyphus. Guy? Yes, Sisyphus. it's a Sisyphian task. Sisyphian task. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, in, and but it's in, it seems like it's sort of in one's control if they can recognize done and get the thrill along the way. Then it maybe. <gasps> yeah. So well, Sisyphian. I think you know. I think that's what's lucky about this is it is in your control and. For a lot of people, it's really about um, uh, managing it and and learning how to sort of set yourself up so you get to experience that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, especially if you do work on a lot of projects or you're dealing with stuff that is sort of never ending, like mail or email or I don't know, cleaning the house even. Everything. I mean, so many things yeah. in our lives could be viewed as never ending. Uh, right. So we have to come up with the ends so that we can get the thrill. Um, and that's what we're talking about today, right? It's yeah. so, It's so interesting because I don't, it's, I don't uh, feel like I think about things like in that way. Like, like my, if every morning when I wipe my bathroom sink down, uh-huh. uh, I get a little thrill. <laughs> because it's done you, never mind I'm gonna have to do it again tomorrow <laughs> right but it's done but so here's the thing is I think like I could see myself feeling like oh there's sort of no point in doing it because it's just going to need to be done again and it will not feel done <laughs> which doesn't make any sense because then it'll just be you know one day's more right to clean Uh (laughs) um but that i think that identifying what counts as done helps you do those overwhelming tasks right 
Agreed. I think that's a, a really good point. I think there's a lot of yeah. good, a lot of good stuff to talk about here. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think that a good place to start is to, you know, how to identify done. Sometimes it's obvious if if it's, you know, the the task is the task. If you wiping down the bathroom is wiping down the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you think in, you know, things like mail or email, how do you how do you pick when it done is done? When's oh. what's done for now? It, to me, with email or postal mail, um, well, for me, email. You know, I I like to embrace inbox zero, and I wax and I wane, mm-hmm. and I'm in a inbox zero mode right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy; it's done when the inbox is empty, right? But I think most people don't do that. No. So yeah, that's not really yeah. Well, you and I were talking before we started recording um, about the fact that my company, we do um, multi, sometimes we'll do multiple sessions in a single home organizing. I I have a team of organizers. And um, you asked me how we knew what was done for the day. And and I said, well, so a client we're working with right now, we're doing her whole house, but we're doing basically a space at a time. So, and we have a certain amount of time and we plan the spaces accordingly so we're finished when the um when the project is finished and um did the, a poodle uh, just come in yeah Vic just got home from his <laughs> walk <laughs> did it sound like a herd of elephants <laughs> it did. <laughs> he was yeah. very excited yeah he was happy to see me he always gives me a nice greeting he's thank you buddy you can you can go back upstairs good boy um <laughs> that's, that's so sweet <laughs> <laughs> so if we've decided we're going to do the kitchen um where the, the job's done when the kitchen's done but we have to we, we typically have a time limit so we're, we plan mm-hmm. our progress in the kitchen accordingly or what we expect to get done but sometimes like right now we're working with a family who's moving and, and we've had six sessions of organizing or decluttering and organizing and packing and we're done at three o'clock we just stop and come back mm-hmm. the next session but the movers are arriving this week <laughs> so done will be done on thursday yeah, yeah. Uh, that house will be done no matter what it takes but um so sometimes a, a uh, having just a time limit can help you decide that right. it's done for now and that's okay yeah well and that was something i was gonna say about um my email inbox i I have flirted with Inbox Zero from time to time. I generally don't stay there, but um, I like to keep it sort of manageable, and it got completely unmanageable while I was out of town and um, and then sick. And so I have a horrific number of emails in my inbox right now. Um, and so what I do is I set a timer. Mm-hmm. and um, uh, to work on the backlog. I try to keep up with everything that comes in in the day, but then I have the backlog and I use the timer to work on that. And then when you know when my 15 minutes is up, I feel good that I spent 15 minutes, even though there m- may perhaps be thousands of emails left to process. Mm-hmm. 
You know, um, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I, I, something just crossed my mind about email, a, a strategy that I've employed in the past that kind of fits in here, which is, I, I didn't make it up, I read it somewhere, that you, each session of email wrangling uh, of mm-hmm. the backlog, you try to cut it in half, cut the number of emails in half, because the oh, wow. the bigger your inbox, the easier it uh-huh. is. I mean, you know, you can sort it by sender and get rid of all the whatever, the emails from the New York Times or whatever. Um, right. And so then that would be, you know, and I, and I have done this, and I cut it in half, and then I stop. It's yeah. done. And then the next day I do it again until it's done. Oh, that's great. So it's a little more time intensive up front, but you get through it, and there's a ending point. Right. But at the, at the beginning, though, um, usually it's there's a lot of low-hanging fruit in there. Right. So you can get rid of a lot right. of a, a, a yeah. large amount. It's actually yeah. later when only like stuff that requires work is left in the box. <laughs> that, that's that gets harder. Left, that, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't. That you know, that's funny. I used to do that, and I I'm using a different male client, and I and I don't mm. know. I, I think I could sort like that. I I just haven't really tried it before because I've been keeping fairly on top of it. But mm-hmm. um, uh, I. I I have sort of multiple levels of spam filters mm-hmm. and I had to turn one of them off because your emails were going to spam, as you may recall. Oh, it's so <laughs> wounding. <laughs> I have been no idea because I would send you an email and your reply would come back to me and land in spam. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Right. We've been email. Uh, I've been using the same email for 13 years. We've been we've been emailing each other for 13 years with this email address and so i have no idea why this spam filter was sending your emails to spam but so i had to shut it off which means i get an unbelievable amount of spam that's Um, too bad yeah, and I don't, I mean, I, I haven't taken the time to figure out if there's another way to get through it. But so there there's a, a lot of junk, like literal junk that I have to get through to find the email. So it's a, it's just a cumbersome process, but. Yeah, that, that's too bad. I wonder if, yeah. I don't know, maybe it was a blip. Maybe you could try turning your spam filter back on and we can test and see if I can, if I make yeah. the cut. Yeah, because um, yeah. I would rather you not end up in my spam, and I would rather not get so many emails about um, erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't and blame you. Russian women who are excited to get married. I'm not sure who they think I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> they want to marry you. You know what? Everybody wants to marry you, Shannon. <laughs> they want to marry me, even though apparently I also have erectile dysfunction. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but anyway, that that's a little tangent. Um, but it is it's helpful to think it to to set up in advance. Um, how you'll know when you're done with something. Mm-hmm. So then you can actually get the thrill. Yeah. Well, and I think we um, talked about that with Alexandra, didn't we? About like how she knew her book was done. Because that would be right. a hard thing to know. You know how I knew my books were done when I um, wrote, was writing books? Uh-huh. Uh, it was the deadline. 
<laughs> I was going to have, I had two guesses. <laughs> right. <laughs> the I first the guess calendar. was the deadline. <laughs> and the second guess was you couldn't stand to look at it anymore. Right, right. <laughs> you know, the first guess was right. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was still a thrill. I mean, a thrill. Turning in a book is a thrill. And I remember I was writing books long enough ago that I was mailing a manuscript. Wow. Yeah. On my first book. Wow. I think, yeah. I think. I, I'm sure I'm not making that up. Um, but yeah, Alexandra said she had a criterion, if I recall. Uh, yes. That may, allowed her to consider it done. Right. 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 To sort of battle that um, impulse to work on something, you know, endlessly. And right. To make it never more put perfect. it out there. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, and that's a good point. Is that that's that's the issue with perfectionism. You just don't get to feel done if you're always trying to get something to perfect, since perfect is in fact impossible. That's right. Um, <laughs> there you go. I, uh, I have. I heard a um, speaker. Uh, talking about time management, this fellow named Harold L. Taylor, who lives in Canada mm-hmm. and has been around for decades and is a, among those of us who think about these things, about time management. He's a real guru. Anyway, I took notes at that talk because he talked about perfectionism. This was years ago. And one of the things that he said was, a perfectionist is someone who spends a greater amount of time on a task than it merits. Like, Ooh. well, okay, boom. Um, yeah. And then, and he also said, the nearer you come to perfection on a task, the more time it takes. So you don't get a, a fair return for that extra time. If you, if it's good, um, the extra time it takes to make it better may not be time well spent, or better to or, or great to excellent or excellent to perfect. Right. Um, so it's right. worth con- it's really worth considering what is good enough in order you for you to consider a task done yes and one of the things that can be really difficult if with this if you have a tendency towards perfectionism is this idea that if you celebrate if you get to experience that thrill of being done sort of in in the middle of the project before you're actually completed the project that you won't do it that that will somehow cause you to slack off or be a disincentive towards continuing. Like you have to be really hard on yourself and make yourself keep moving forward. And that really, it's the opposite is true. Right, that just isn't so. It makes me glad I'm not naturally a perfectionist because that just doesn't sound very (laughs) kind. (laughs) Um, Right, in fact, if you have a, you know, break things down into small, small, a project down into small tasks, not only do you help, does it help you get started on the project, um, but it also helps you finish the project as you get to celebrate each step of the way. Right. With that big check mark on your, on your list. Yeah. Um, it reminds me that I think we talked about this way back in like episode two when we talked about rewards. Um, I'm a big advocate of rewarding progress and effort rather than, than success because mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. think that, that, uh, those little 
thrills of done along the way, um, even if it's just a small step that's been completed, are so motivational, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's it's interesting to me, and and I wouldn't believe it if I hadn't experienced it for myself. But it it um, there is this little bit of fear that like if I'm if I not hard on myself, I won't keep going. When, like you said, it really is motivational to sort of celebrate those little wins along the way, mm-hmm. and experience the thrill of done at each step. And that that helps you get to the to the finish line you're trying to reach. And I think that's certainly true when I think about my organizing clients or organizing in my own home. Uh, if you get, if you don't, if you have to wait until your whole house is perfectly organized, you're never going to get to celebrate because life isn't like that. Well, just like right. you said, there's no such thing as perfect. Right. Well, and, you know, so, well, uh, I was just going to say so many projects like that. It feels like, you know, you get one thing done and then there's another thing, at least with houses anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think about that, like with, you know, maintenance and repairs and things like, yay, we got that project done. And now it's like, oh, now we have to do this one. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. Damn it. Um, (laughs) but so I think that makes it doubly important to celebrate those the things that you do that you do do exactly leave do do out of this Mm -hmm. (laughs) right so we can celebrate what well when we can I mean every every opportunity I think yeah so again that but that does sort of go back to identifying what's important to you no identifying what's done what can be called done and and yeah. sometimes that's breaking things down into a tiny pro uh, steps sometimes it's working on something for a specified amount of time um i know or it is identifying what's important to you so you <laughs> know when it's done right exactly you know like like um uh alex's criteria criterion that we talked about before I think her um, for her it was knowing that this would help one person like Mm -hmm. will this help one person that's good enough right that's done yeah that's done exactly it is always boils down to knowing what's important to you yeah for real yeah Not just because we want to keep saying that. Right. We're, yeah, right. Not just because we have a contest to see who can say it first. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and um, you and I, we both are um, genealogy enthusiasts. And yes. for most people, um, genealogy is literally never done. Uh, I mean, I guess it's possible, depending on where your ancestors are from, that you could finish. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> for me, it's never going to be done. And if I got, if I waited to celebrate my small victories in genealogy until I felt like the whole thing was, all the research was finished, I'd never, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't enjoy it. No. Because it's a series of wonderful victories, genealogy research. Right. 
Right. Well, and I think, you know, that's a really good point because I think that that would help me feel more enthusiastic about the less exciting tasks that I need to do Mm -hmm. um, is to um, get to experience, you know, to, to break those tasks up small enough that I can complete them and, you know, and I do enjoy checking something off my to do list. So, you know, even if the task itself isn't particularly exciting, that that accomplishment of completing something I set out to do is. What's an example of a less exciting genealogy task? Um, well, so I want to um, make sure that I've pulled out all of the facts off of the documents that I ha- already have. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I guess there's the potential that I might discover something really interesting that I didn't notice before. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I sort of suspect it's not going to be that exciting. How interesting. I think all that stuff's exciting, but I'm warped that way. Like, yeah. So I was literally curious about what might not be exciting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, But you're right. Even, you know, if you're pouring over documents and you don't discover anything, checking it off your list helps you get a little thrill of done. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and just thinking about that, I, when I first started, I created a, um, an Evernote note for each person with, a list of um, many of the possible documents that Mm -hmm. I might find. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of exciting to get to check the box that that I found that document and that I processed that document. Mm -hmm. Um, So that would be a good way for me to to get that again. Because if I, I think for me, it feels more exciting if I know it's a contribution to the bigger whole mm-hmm. ah. as opposed to there's just this one document that I have to do mm-hmm. you know or there's all these individual documents I have to do but it's like oh I'm trying to get all of these documents for this particular person and look I have you know a third of them done I have two-thirds of them done I, you know to see that progress will also help add to the thrill of done for each mm-hmm. step absolutely Man, I love those little checkboxes in Evernote. <laughs> yeah, it was a brilliant addition. It really was. Those are just great. I uh, yeah. use those all the time. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. Right, so there are lots and lots of opportunities for done in genealogy research, even though you're, well, it's like everything else, like cleaning your house, even though you're never actually right. done. Well, it's different right. from cleaning your house, I guess. But um yeah, we can't get hung up on the fact that it's a very large ongoing project. Yeah. Well, and I think that's really a good thing to keep in mind with even um, uh, with projects that are big that are, you know, need to be broken up into tasks, but aren't necessarily almost, you know, never ending like genealogy, but to identify um, sort of what inspires and motivates you to do it, why it matters to you, and help that 
uh, let that help you choose how to know the points at which you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? I think so. I'm not a hundred percent. Say it again. Well, so, you know, we're sort of talking about, mainly we've been talking about things that are um, uh, ongoing things like mail or cleaning or something like that. And then we've been talking about big projects that um, will take, you know, that may not ever get done, but they're, you know, there's still more projects as opposed to sort of ongoing maintenance stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking more about projects that might be, um, uh, you know, multi-step projects, but, you know, you can finish them in a day, a week, or a month. Mm-hmm. And to look at these other ideas to and and what what's important to you about this project to help you figure out in advance um, those opportunities for feeling done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it's, you know, it, it might not feel satisfying to work on a project for 15 minutes, but it may feel satisfying to, you know, identify tasks that contribute to the greater project or, you know, are the thing that let you do the thing that you're looking forward to doing or, you know, whatever. But to pay attention to all of those, um, the differences between tasks to help you create the opportunities to celebrate good advice do you have any other thoughts about the thrill of done um well oh i'll share the final quotation from harold l taylor uh which he said at this talk that i um, went to years ago he said just because we can do better doesn't mean we have to so I thought I that love was love that. Yeah, I thought that was significant. So um, yeah. finish, finish already. <laughs> well, and then you can get on to the next thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. How about you? Do you have any other thoughts? Um. Well, I think t- to take the opportunity to celebrate and let that be a moment of enjoyment that you accomplish something even if all you do is say to yourself you know I did it and then move on like to to really sort of pay attention to these moments and um and even sometimes to acknowledge that it that it maybe it feels hard to to do that and that it's still worthwhile. Excellent. Give yourself a high five. Yeah. <laughs> Which I would do right now, except for I'm holding a cat in my lap. Oh, yeah. We don't want to disturb her. No. <laughs> she apparently finds our podcast very soothing because she likes to sleep to them. Well, I'm I not taking so- offense to that. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> soothing is a nice word. Right? You could have you made it much more insulting right (laughs) right she just wants to be part of the podcast she does 
and I, I, I don't often hear it. I think it, that it might be in the, my hearing range where I have mm-hmm. difficulty. I don't hear her purring on the, on the recordings, but apparently she is audible on mm-hmm. some recordings. Sometimes she is, and I find it a very soothing uh, sound, so works for me. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think we're done. I think it's time yeah, to let's celebrate. call it done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thrill. I'm thrilled. Yes. <laughs> well, we would love to hear from you. How do you know when you're done and what do you do to celebrate? You can leave us a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. Or you can um comment on our show notes at goodingtogoodenough.com where you'll also find links to all of our social media accounts um and we as always would love to hear from you about this topic or anything else we have talked about or that you would like us to talk about (laughs) but for now thanks for listening i'm shannon wilkinson in portland oregon And I'm Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. Is it still snowing? I can't tell. Too dark outside for me to tell you. Ah.